Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Then, now, forever, and most importantly, together. Welcome to the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, welcome everybody back to Whiskey and Wrestling. Jason, great intro. Thank you, thank I, you. Um, I, I thought it might have come off as tone deaf or confusing or uh, infuriating. That would only be the case if you had been sleeping with a paralegal and then paid her $3 million and had her sign an NDA to uh, go away. That's where the line is. That's where the line okay. is. Okay, yes. okay. So Good to know. <laughs> yeah, um, we got a lot to talk about this week. There is a ton. And, and we thought like on Monday that we were going to have a full show worth of stuff with just what happened Monday. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh, man. It, it has been an interesting week in professional wrestling uh, across both companies. Yeah. So uh, let's dive in. Before we do, though, we're going to talk about our whiskey for this week. And we brought back uh, one of our favorite brands, at least one of my favorite brands, uh, Redemption. And we this week we have the High Rye. We've had the Redemption Bourbon. We've had the Redemption Rye. Now we have the High Rye Bourbon. So this see what like, this tastes like. Which is like 90-something proof. I think It is. Let me see. I think I saw it was well, 92 or something like that. Yeah, uh, alcohol by volume, forty six percent. That is ninety two proof. Yeah, so we got a, so we got another uh, another burner here. But as a rye, it should be kind of sweet. Yeah, so let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, real sweet. Very sweet. That's good though. Real sweet. Got a good amount of heat going down. Yeah. It's got a very nice, very smooth burn. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not overwhelming when you get some of these higher proof whiskeys yeah. or where it's, it's an overwhelming burn. No, this is just a very nice, very smooth, just easy burn going down. Yeah, I like that. That is very good. Make it good old-fashioned. Uh, once again, the Redemptions are not overly expensive. They're like 25 30 bucks for a bottle. You can't. You can't beat it for the price. Uh, you're not going to beat a a redemption. Larceny is about ten bucks more. It's just as good, if not maybe a little better. But redemption is always a solid choice. Yeah, there's a ton of good whiskeys that are cropping up in that that market that used to be mainly controlled by uh, Jim and Jack. Um. So yeah, yeah, stretch out. You know, yeah. it's basically what we're saying. Stretch out. Step Don't just away. go grab the the black bottle number seven. Mm -hmm. You know, look in that same price range and grab something else. Try try something different. Maybe you know, because Jim and Jack, they're not going to give you a rye. Mm -mm. At you know, unless you get a special bottle from them. Uh, try 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 a rye. Try a weeder. Try something mm -hmm. that is a little bit different. See what you like. If you don't like, oh, I don't like whiskey. Try something that's not Jim and Jack or Crown. Yeah, because a lot of people are going to say they don't like whiskey, and when you ask them what they've had, oh, they had Jack Daniels once, and it wasn't good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, and that's I fair. Mean, that's fair. You know, Jack is very else. good at what it does, but give something else a try. This is very sweet. 
and has a very nice burn to it, but while not being overwhelming. So reach out and try some stuff. Should we go through the result? I guess we should go through the results of the week and then we'll talk about. Yeah. You know, let's catch a quick bit of results just to make sure we cover all of our bases. So raw this week, we have a Miz TV segment with Paul Heyman interrupted by Usos or I'm sorry, interrupted by riddle. Then the Usos come out, and then the Street Profits come out to keep it all yeah. hunky-dory. Uh, we get Montez Ford versus Jimmy Uso. Jimmy wins. Seth has an interview segment, which ends when AJ Styles attacks him and says, It was for Cody. It's like the the uh, Easter Bunny scene in Mallrats. This is for Brody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch uh, have a 24-7 championship match. Oscar uh, interferes again, costing Becky the match. We have Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan versus Nikki Ash and Dewdrop for a Money in the Bank qualifier. Bliss and Morgan win, and I forgot how much I really wanted to see those two as a tag team. Yeah, um, yeah. We have Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel or Elias, depending on who you believe. <laughs> And Ezekiel slash Elias wins by countout, and we find out that Elias is supposed to be on Raw this week. Spooky. So, this is going to be interesting. I really hope it's it's Ezekiel with like a big ZZ top beard or no beard. And he just he was changing his look. Yeah. Uh, we have MVP versus Cedric Alexander, where of course MVP wins. We get AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, where Seth Rollins wins. Um, that I think may have been a Money in the Bank qualifier too. I think it was. Um, I didn't write that down, but yeah, I, think I think it was. It was. Uh, we have Riddle versus Champa, where Riddle wins. We get Chad Gable versus Mustafa Ali, where Gable wins. We have Rey Mysterio versus Veer Mahan, where Veer Mahan wins. And finally, we have a pose off between Bobby Lashley and Theory. Yeah. Of course, Bobby Lashley won. There's not even anything else to talk about there. Uh, moving on to Dynamite, we had Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. Uh, this was Road Rager, by the way. Uh, Ortiz loses, so he loses his hair. Um, Wardlow in a 20 versus 1 elimination handicap uh, class action lawsuit match where Wardlow beat 20 security guards by elimination. We had Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay. Uh, Osprey wins, but good Lord, was that a good match. Uh, we had Moxley come out and meet uh, Tanahashi face-to-face. That was a thing. Then Miro versus Ethan Page for the All-Atlantic title, where Miro wins. Uh, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. Tony Storm wins. Which is gonna create, which creates a thing. Uh, Thunder Rosa came down, so we're gonna see Tony versus Thunder Rosa at uh, Forbidden Door. Then we had the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Boys, um, or that's what we were advertised. We ended up with Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express for reasons that we'll go into in a few minutes. For the AEW Tag Titles, we're your new AEW Tag Team Champions for the second time. The Young Bucks. And that was the main event. And then something happened at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. But we'll talk about that. Okay. 
Moving on to SmackDown, we have Madcap Moss uh, defeating Happy Corbin by pinfall in the last laugh match, which was the dumbest uh, gimmick match ever because after the match, Madcap grabs, hey, Corbin, (laughs) and it was dumb. It was very dumb. Uh, Natalia cuts a promo on Ronda Rousey saying she's going to be the first woman to make Ronda tap. Doubt. Um, <laughs> the New Day uh, defeats Jinder Mahal and Shanky via pinfall. Once again, Jinder is too concerned with Shanky dancing to pay attention in the match and loses. We have uh, Adam Pierce announcing that both Drew McIntyre and Sheamus would be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. We have a Money in the Bank qualifying match Raquel Rodriguez defeating Shayna Baszler. And we have Max uh, Dupree not announcing his first client um, after claiming that the lighting was not good enough. We also get to see Reigns defeat Riddle for the championship in what was honestly a much better match than I thought was going to happen. Uh, they actually let Riddle get some over on, on, it was a very good match. Uh, But yeah, Roman Reigns, of course, does stand tall. After the match, he says there is nobody left, so he's going to go home, at which point you hear the the guitar, or whatever it is, and out comes Brock Lesnar. So we're going to see Roman versus Brock again. We'll go into the reasons why in in a few minutes. One other thing happened on SmackDown. Vince McMahon came out to start the show. You got the opening segment. I, I didn't. I, I, I was saving <laughs> saving it for last. Vince McMahon came out to start the show, and if you've been listening to us since the beginning of this episode, it might sound familiar. He comes out and he says, I want to talk about those four words we just saw on the screen. Then... Now, forever, and most importantly, together. Welcome to SmackDown, and goes to the back. Um, we've got a lot to talk about regarding we that. Have so, um, <laughs> um, let's get through Rampage, and then we can dive into the absolute shit show that has been wrestling this week. So, Rampage kicked off with Dante Martin versus John Moxley. Uh, of course, Moxley wins. Uh, Ruffin LT versus the Gun Club and Max Caster, uh, or Ruffin It, which was uh, Leon Ruff and Bear Country is, is who that is. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Gun Club and Caster win. Uh, Max Caster did have a a line in his rap about the the the, the Vince McMahon stuff. We saw Jade Cargill versus Willow Nightingale, where Jade Cargill won very quickly. Then had Darby Allen versus Bobby Fish, um, where we had uh, uh, Darby Allen wins, then Bobby Fish attacks him, then Kyle O'Reilly attacks, then Sting shows back up. So, hooray. So, before we get into the big news for the week, Let's run down some of the smaller stuff so we just don't forget it. Yeah. Apparently, Sasha has been released. This has not been confirmed, but it is apparent that Sasha has been released from her contract. And some people are saying that she was released like three weeks ago. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, 
given what happened this week, and I'm still trying to be cagey, I don't know why, but mm. given what happened this week, it wouldn't surprise me if they're saving that announcement for next week or the week after. Yeah, to kind of take some uh, take, heat off. Yeah, take some heat off. Uh, also, it did come out, and this is why Brock is back. It did come out that Randy is actually injured mm-hmm. and is expected to be out the rest of the year. He's going to end up having a procedure done on his back. But that's why, and apparently Brock has been in the uh, talks for about three weeks now when they realized that Randy wasn't going to be able to come back. They started working with Brock to try to bring him back. Because God forbid we build somebody. Yeah. You know, like this, this, they could have had this match with Riddle, which was frankly excellent. And (laughs) turned around and have Riddle again. Yep. At SummerSlam or something. You could have had Riddle. Oh. You could have had, again, we've talked about it millions of times. You could quickly heat Drew back up. You could heat Drew. You, you could AJ. heat AJ. You, you could heat Edge. Edge. I mean, there's there's so many people. But nope. But Brock. no, we got to go with Brock. You know, yeah. see, see Brock versus Roman for the 70th time. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about last week, Kazucha Okada, mm-hmm. um, Lost his IWGP uh, championship to Jay White. And rumors are that Okada is not going to be involved in Forbidden Door at all, which that's a major failing on Tony's well, part. Apparently, he's stepping away for a bit. Um, his wife just had a kid. Yeah. And I mean, that's fair from, you know, because you to Okada. That, that's fair. That's a major failing on Tony's part because the people that Forbidden Door is for, yeah, they want to see Kazucha Okada in yeah, America. Exactly. And apparently we're not getting that. We're not getting that. So, we're getting Hangman versus uh, Jay White. Interesting. Not not as interesting as Hangman versus Okada. Is there anything else that we need to hit on? Because well, I, I feel like hit, we're going to have a lot to of hit, talk. Uh, a couple other things in AEW before we move into WWE because really and truly WWE was the main story. Yeah, well, the main um, story, the latter half of the week. Yeah. Um, we did have a Christian heel turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the tag team match, he turned on Jungle Boy. So, we have that going now. Um, the beginning of the week, so I think it was Monday. It was, it was either Monday morning or Tuesday morning. It was Monday morning. We get word that... Jeffrey Nero Hardy has been arrested in Florida mm-hmm. for driving up with a suspended license. And something, there was another one. So he's driving then, with a suspended license. He's required to have an interlock device yeah. on his vehicle, and which he did not have. DUI third offense within 10 years. With a purported blood alcohol yep. level or BAC, whatever it is. Of 2.94, or 0.294, and, well, 0.294. 0.294, and then they did another one, and it was 0.291. So, still, yeah. the, the legal limit in Florida is uh, 0.08. Mm-hmm. So, three, damn near four times yeah. the legal limit. Um, dash cam video comes out. He is stumbling. Um, now, I, I will say... He, The police pulled their guns on him. 
yeah. before they even got to the window. Yeah, that, that, that is ridiculous. Well, that, that, but, is, that is policing in America in yeah. 2022. But sure, you know, Jeff fell off the wagon hard. There is video come out, and uh, I, I chose not to share this in the group because I know some people have been like, no, I don't want to see it. But uh, there is video out of his performance the night before where he was performing with his band. Yeah. And he says whiskey is his best friend and his worst enemy, and then he takes a shot of whiskey. Yeah. Live on stage, on video. So he's falling off the wagon hard, and... Yeah, he was, uh, according to the police report, he was uh, confused and nearly uh, unresponsive to certain questions that were mm-hmm. asked. He said something about getting his head scanned, which... Which uh, apparently, no, apparently he was going to have a, uh, a cat, cat scan. scan. He was not going to be in the... As, as you said earlier, he was scheduled, he and Matt were scheduled to be in the ladder match for the titles. That was never going to happen. Yeah, from well, the thing is, from what I've heard, that was never going to happen. But it's also been confirmed that no, they were apparently going to be part of it. Well, that Jeff or that Matt was going to be part of it. Jeff was apparently going to be taken out. the The idea that I, or the 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 rumor that I heard, and be yeah. real, it was rumor. Fightful, what, fightful, uh, knocked that one down. Yeah, was that he was? They were going to come out. They were going to be attacked, and and. Yeah. That was the end of it. Yeah, Fightful knocked that one down. Okay. So that they they could not they couldn't get anybody to confirm that that was the case. Okay. Um, that said, Jeff Hardy has made the statement multiple multiple times that being in the ring is where he gets his high, mm-hmm. and that as long as he's performing, that he's okay. But as soon as he's not performing on a on a nightly basis type thing, he starts getting in his own head. Yeah, and that's when all the pain of years of wrestling, his style comes back. That's where the the drugs and the alcohol and all that comes from. So, you know, um, Matt released a statement saying that he stands by his brother. He's going to do everything he can to to help him, mm-hmm. as you would expect. Tony Khan said the same thing, uh, though Tony did suspend him without pay. Yep, uh, until he can prove that he has been through fully through rehab. And is clean. Um, and remains clean. And remains clean, which, good on Tony Khan for that. Yeah. You know, you know we, we we can talk a, a lot about how people with addiction need support because it is a disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they absolutely do need support. DWI yeah. is another issue That's entirely, um, especially this day and age where... You have Uber. Yeah. And you're, you're going to tell me. On, wait, wait, wait. You're Jeff freaking Hardy. Yeah. Okay. You don't even need Uber. Uh, if I was in the area and Jeff was like, hey, man, can you take me to back to my hotel? I'd be like, uh, absolutely. You're Jeff Hardy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I would, I would absolutely take him back. Um, so, yeah, we we have that issue. Uh, so the best I can say is, Jeff, I hope you get better. I hope you manage to to pull through this one. I I get the feeling that he's going to jail. He's going to jail for a while. Um, uh, I would think because most states have a third strike law. 
where it's like, hey, if this is your third strike DUI, uh, there is a minimum uh, jail time associated with that. And I think it's five years. So I have a feeling that Jeff's going to be gone for a bit. Um, I I feel like we have seen the last of Jeff Hardy in a wrestling ring. Oh, wow. What? This is just a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. Um, MelbourneDefenseLaw.com, okay. which is uh, Melbourne, Florida, some you know criminal yeah. attorney. Uh, if this is your third DUI conviction within a 10-year period of your first convic- conviction, there is a mandatory jail time of 30 days. Okay, there is a wow. maximum jail time of 364 days. You will also face a 90-day impoundment of your vehicle and a mandatory interlock device placed on your car for two years. So, a year? I My like guess, he's getting about six months. Probably. I Just, just based off of what I've seen when, and watching... Law stuff. Yeah, so I so I rescind my comment then about you know uh, never seeing Jeff in a ring again. Uh, I expected it to be much higher than that. Uh, I was expecting like a five year minimum or something like that. Uh, yeah, and uh, here's another one. Um, a different criminal defense attorney says under Florida law, any person convicted of a third DUI offense within ten years. Uh, can be charged with a third-degree felony, which is punishable by up to a $5,000 fine and or five years in a Florida state prison. So I'm getting conflicting. Just like I say, quick Google searches. Sounds to me uh, like it matters on how much money you have. Yeah. So uh, I don't see Tony stepping in here. I, I could possibly see Vince stepping in if Vince was still Jeff's I boss. I don't know if I could but, see Vince stepping in now, though, for the simple fact that Jeff turned down rehab options mm-hmm. the last time in WWE. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But there we go. Um, so it looks like he could get anywhere from 30 days so to five, five years. years. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out. Now, um, it, the question is, are there any of these other uh, penalties? Do they carry jail time? The um, the, the, the dodging the interlock device. Yeah. The... Uh, well, driving without a suspended license, that's just... That's that's, that's a, a fine. fine. But does the interlock device carry additional jail time, or does it add to the calculation for, for jail time? Is it a, a modifier, a yeah. multiplier type thing? So. So originally, we were thinking, man, that's going to be the big story for for us this week. You know, I mean, Monday, about, Tuesday, that was the big story. You know, and then Wednesday happened. <laughs> The Wall Street Journal oh, man. released a report <clears throat> where Vince McMahon, or there was an investigation done, I guess, where Vince McMahon paid a former WWE employee $3 million and made them sign an NDA over a affair that he had with them. While they worked at WWE. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is something that happened in the 90s, right? No. no. Billionaire going to billionaire. The NDA was signed in January of this year, so yep. six months ago. The board of directors are opening had opened an investigation after they found out about this report. Apparently, not only is there this 
$3 million. And I, I need to say that that $3 million was Vince McMahon's money. It was not WWE yeah, money. It, it appears to be Vince McMahon's it, money it at this point. It appears to be his personal money. Um, so there are apparently other NDAs that have been signed over the years with an undisclosed at this point uh, dollar amounts attached to them over roughly the same thing. Now, it should be noted at this point that apparently Vince and Linda have been separated for a significant amount of time, mm-hmm. that they remain married solely to advance Linda's political aspirations, yeah. which have gone kind of nowhere. Right. Um, but that they have been separated for a while at this point. Um. But still married, so this is still yeah. considered an affair. It's oh, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not thing. trying to. I'm not trying to excuse that or not. I'm trying to yeah. explain where yeah, Linda yeah, is sure. in all of this. Um, Linda could easily take half of all of Vince's stuff at this point because this is this is a yeah. uh, a uh, confirmed affair type thing. Oh yeah. Um, which is probably why Vince was like, "No, we're. I'm going to to stay married, and you yeah. can do what you want. You can go live where you want." They, apparently, she's been living in Florida for several years yeah. now. They're uh, one of their uh, condos in uh, Connecticut or New Hampshire, something like that. Anyway, has been put up for sale. Um, now. All of this said, you know, there was a lot of speculation about what was going to happen, considering the fact that Vince has 80% of the voting rights on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns he owns about 30-ish percent of the stock of WWE. I think he, he's still the largest single stockholder. He's the largest single stockholder, but it's only like a third of the company. But... The shares he owns are called Class B shares, which mm-hmm. have 10 times the voting power of a Class A share. And that's his shares, Stephanie's shares, and Linda's shares are, are those. Um, so he has 80% of the poll uh, as far as the board is concerned. So, yeah. you know, you've come into this, well, what if they want to get rid of him? He could just vote to not. Uh, except for his contract says otherwise. You know, there are, there are legalese in his contract that says, you know, if you are you know, convicted of misdemeanor, any misdemeanor, uh, moral turpitude, which adultery is moral turpitude, mm-hmm. um, embezzlement or attempt to embezzle, you know, that kind of stuff that he can be uh, removed as CEO and chair. Um, while the investigation is going on, he has stepped down and they have put Stephanie in place as a temporary interim CEO I guess what will happen is after the investigation's over, him and Stephanie will have a match, and they'll unify the the titles. Um, you know, Stephanie just recently said that she was stepping away for family time. After the board has apparently started their investigation. Mm-hmm. It was when that announcement came out. Yes. So the speculation around is, of course, the board would know this is coming. Stephanie was like, I, I have a feeling where this is going, so I'm going to step away and take some time with my family before I am suddenly put in this role where I'm going to have no time at all. Um, well, and it's it's a brilliant stroke from the McMahons. Mm-hmm. If, if we look at it with a cynical eye, yeah, it's a brilliant stroke from the McMahons. They see, okay, the board has started this investigation. There's no way that this doesn't get out at some point. 
So we're going to control when it goes out. Stephanie, you're going to step away from the company, entirely step away. We're going to have somebody come in to fill your role, mm-hmm. which they have. They've hired somebody to fill her yep. role. And that will let you come back with clean hands, right. clean hands, when Vince needs to step down for his, lack of a better term, leave of absence. Yeah. He's still in charge of creative. Yes. But, yeah, you know, this this lets him... Let's her step away and it give the appearance of clean hands coming back in. That's brilliant planning by the McMahons or somebody. If, whether yeah. Khan's involved in that, I don't know. So, and that's Nick Khan, not Tony. <laughs> so <laughs> it you, was me, Vince. So, so you have all this happening. Uh, of course, wild speculation starts about is Vince going to you know be removed? Um, what's going to happen? How is this going to go? Then you find out, I think on Thursday, they announced that Vince McMahon was going to open SmackDown as Mr. McMahon. So in character, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't Vince, you know, Vincent Kennedy McMahon coming out and basically trying to play on some sympathy and say, I did a bad thing, you know, but I've built this, I've done this, you know, I apologize, that kind of stuff. Nope. No, this is Mr. McMahon, the character coming out, comes out to no chance, you know, he gets his yeah. full entrance, his swagger to the ring. He he cuts his little promo and he leaves. Uh, immediately following that, you start seeing reports of talent backstage that were enraged, mm-hmm. you know, infuriated about all this stuff, confused as to what the hell that was. Um, you know, seeing how tone deaf it actually was, you know, because this isn't the 90s. This isn't the early 2000s, right? You don't... That kind of stuff might play back then. You know, attitude era type thing. You know, if this would have come out, nobody would have even mentioned it. This is 2022. You know, you, you don't you don't get to play by the rules of the 80s. Uh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, so... We, we said earlier that it appears that this $3 million is Vince's money. Mm-hmm. That is part of the investigation and part of why uh, the talk of the other NDAs has come out is the board is investigating whether it actually is Vince's money. Yeah, that's one of the things. Um, um, now, this particular woman that we're talking about, and nobody knows her name as far as I'm aware. Yeah, the name um, hasn't been said. hasn't been said. And as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't need to be said. It doesn't need to be brought out. Um. But she was a paralegal in the company. She was making roughly a hundred grand, according to the yeah. reports. After she started dating McMahon, she was given a promotion. Yep, and a hundred thousand dollar raise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the board actually has some teeth. Yes, and I think I saw some reports saying the SEC is now sniffing around. Um, which is not good for Vince. No. That being said, one of the other things that happened in all of this is that Vince McMahon gave her like a toy, and that is a direct quote, yep. gave her like a toy to John Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up becoming, because she, she became uh, Laurinaitis' uh, assistant at some point in there too. I've heard I've heard that she was his assistant. I've also heard that she was a director uh, of something. So 
she was given a promotion and a significant pay raise after she started dating Vince. And at some point, not only was dating Vince, but was also or dating or sleeping. I, I don't know what yeah, the right term, what, what the term is, but after she started being used by, <laughs> after she started the affair with Vince, she also became involved in an affair with John Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. Now Vince is extremely powerful as we've, we've been saying this entire time. I don't see him necessarily coming back as CEO. Mm-mm. I can see him retaining his position as chairman of the board. I don't. Um, I, I mean, no, it depends on what else happens with this, and it depends yeah. on what the SEC does. I see Stephanie moving into one of those roles. If Vince comes back, then, you know, he takes one, she takes the other. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Vince is still in creative control of the company, so he still holds now, all the yeah. power. Stephanie is nothing more than Vince's just mouthpiece and puppet Vince is still pulling the strings in my opinion. And that I'm not trying to take away from Stephanie. She's very clearly capable of running this company, Mm -hmm. but while Vince is there, Vince is in charge. Oh, for sure. Um, John Laurinaitis is going to lose his job in the next two weeks. Yeah. uh, I fully believe that. Um, he was brought back recently. So, I mean, it's been a couple of years since yeah, then. But as head of talent relations. As head of he, talent he's, relations, he's but he is gone. There's a lot of people trying to make us think that John uh, was not at SmackDown mm-hmm. on Friday, but apparently he was never scheduled to be at SmackDown right. to begin with. So there's probably nothing to that. <coughs> but that being said, John Laurinaitis is going to take the fall for this. Oh, for sure. And it's going to come down to where did the money come from to pay these women for all of these NDAs and the SEC has the power to pierce the NDAs. Yes. Through I mean the SEC through the there's, courts has the power to pierce the NDAs. There's been there's been uh talk of so how did the Wall Street Journal find out you know all of this kind of stuff in the first place which means that the the paralegal broke her NDA cuz she told somebody um, the, the thing there is though, I wonder, I know there's some legal ramifications out there with NDAs about, there are certain things that you, you legally cannot sign an NDA for. I mean, you can, but it's not binding. Um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so I wonder, I wonder how that's going to go. I wonder if it's going to be like, yes, this was a thing. You know, you have to pay back the $3 million hush money payment. Uh, you know, I, I almost wish that we had a uh, a legal or a lawyer friend right. that we could have invited on here to, to discuss yeah. um, some of this stuff that well, from a, an educated mindset. I don't think um, this is going away anytime yeah, soon. So I don't think so either. We might uh, have that opportunity. I think so. I, I Hopefully we will. Hopefully we can find out what some of the legal ramifications of this are. Cause I mean, I know there are, there are options that WWE could put in place. If Vince, you know, like if they are saying, Hey, we want to remove you as the chairman, the CEO. Um, and Vince is just like, well, you know, tough shit. I have the voting rights. Um, 
there are different stock control options that companies have. Mm-hmm. Things like poison pills and, you know, that kind of stuff where they can, you know, offer extra shares to different people to cut the value of certain shares. They can do buybacks. They can do, you know, there, there's several, you know, they're always disastrous to the company as a whole, it seems like, but it is a way to get rid of that that CEO or that, yeah. that controlling member that is causing trouble. Well, and, you know, didn't Nick Khan work for a, um, like a hedge fund? Mm-hmm. Before he came to WWE, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he would have the experience necessary to figure out the best way to remove somebody from power, and to then guide the company through that turbulent time, and then sell it to a hedge fund to to manage it, or to Disney, or to Universal. Yep. Um. Speaking of Universal, I would say the only people that really have the power over Vince right now are Fox Univ- and Universal. Fox and Universal. Um, our friend Jay did say Saudi as well, maybe. Yeah. But Saudi's not going to care about this at all. Saudi wouldn't care. Um, but if for some reason they did, they would they would have a pretty big swing because that's a lot of money that comes from those shows. Yeah. Um, I Fox and NBC Universal, I think, would be the two most likely to be the ones that would would have any kind of you know pull, as it were. You know, I I could see one of them, not Fox really, because Fox, but I could see NBC Universal, yeah. you know, saying something to the effect of you know once all this, uh, assuming the investigation comes out, and you know. We, we find out that this is even dirtier than it even appears on the surface, right? Yeah. Uh, I could see NBC saying, um, so there's this clause in your, your television contracts about X. Um, if Vince ain't gone, Raw's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that happening. And remember, this is a 30-plus year relationship between NBC and... Mm-hmm. WWE. In fact, I think it even goes back further than that, probably closer to 40 years. Um, when you start looking at the raw, raw kicked off in what? 91. Yeah. Something like that. But you go back to the, uh, Saturday morning stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was all NBC NBC. stuff. So that relationship has been there for years. Raw has been on USA almost from, well, from the beginning, except for like a five year period. I was about to say there was a five year period when it was on spike. Tien and Spike, you know, yeah. uh, but with that being said, they, they're going to have the power to make Vince step aside. Uh, even if it means going and saying, look, we're not going to be associated with you. It, you. Here's your options. Either you step down or you sell us the company for X. Yeah. Um, which is very possible. Something we could see happen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, it looked like Vince was getting ready to sell the company. What with bringing in Nick Khan mm-hmm. and you know all these cuts and all of this, you know, playing everything so safe, you know, not building new people, not not messing with the status quo, mm-hmm. um, the same boring, lackluster cardboard every single week. 
Well, um, and it, like, Caitlin will watch wrestling with me occasionally. And she's like, didn't we just see this match? Yes, because we just saw this match last week. And the week before. And, and the week before. You know. And the week before. We, they got to get better at creative. And like, and I think that starts with Vince McMahon stepping down. I don't mind. See, I don't want it to sound like I, I care about seeing the same matches over and over and over again. I don't, right? I, I don't mind seeing two wrestlers go at it for a good month. Mm-hmm. You know, two months even, yeah. maybe. Um, but it needs to be different. There needs to be something in there. You know, WWE used to be at least better at, okay, me and Michael got beef, right? And we're going to fight at the pay-per-view. But this week there's a, you know, Michael has to fight Jay. Yeah. And then next week I fight Jay, you know? And then the next week... Michael and a partner his choice fight me and a partner my choice, mm-hmm. you know, and then, then you end up with a beat the clock challenge. Yeah. You know, you, know you, you have all of these lead up matches to the pay-per-view where we fight and then a couple know, of backstage attacks. Yeah. Something happens on that first pay-per-view that doesn't solve the feud. So then we move into the next phase, you know, Michael wins it or something like that. Right. So then we move into the next phase and there's, you know, Michael wants to move on, but I'm not letting him. So we have that stuff going. And then there's another pay-per-view fight. And then finally it just gets to the point where this cannot be resolved in anything but insert gimmick match here. Yeah. Hell in a cell, still cage, no holes barred, false count anywhere, you know, whatever. And you build up to that final match because Michael won the first one, I win the second one, and then we have the blow-off in the gimmick match. One of us wins, and then we move apart for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I go off and fight this dude, and Michael goes off and fights that guy. And then maybe in a couple of months, maybe we come back to it again. You know, something happens, and we come back into it. Or, or you can do a lot of different things there. You can keep those stories fresh. Yeah. Instead, what we've gotten recently is Jason and Michael in a singles match. That was on Raw. And then Jason and Michael in a singles match on the same, on the next Raw. And then Jason and Michael in a singles match where somebody may get involved on the next mm-hmm. Raw. And, and then and then Jason and Michael in a singles match on the following Raw. And then we have the pay-per-view, which ends in a double count-out. And, and, then, and then Jason and Michael in a singles match on the Raw after the pay-per-view. It's the same thing. Over and over. It's not creative anymore. That's the problem. So. But yeah, um, John Laurinaitis is gone. We said this yeah. earlier. Uh, my guess is Triple H comes back. I could see as that. talent relations, I just because it's easy back. to fit him in there. Or um, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they know. might promote Shawn Michaels up. More than likely, I could see Triple H falling in that role, especially with Stephanie being the CEO now. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, I could see Triple H coming back and being talent relations. Yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing is happening. Because he did that, he did that in NXT. He did that a little bit on the main roster. Well, I mean, he too. was he was the main roster guy for a while until they brought uh, Laurinaitis back. Until they brought Laurinaitis back, and that was kind of the start of his fall. Yep. But now that Stephanie's back up, yep. Um, which you know everybody you know the rumors came out last week about 
people trying to bury Stephanie. Um, yeah. Like there was a whole bunch of, there was a whole bunch of backstage, uh, you know. I could actually see that coming from Khan. Yep. Like last week we mentioned that it was from, uh, it had to be from Vince. Mm-hmm. I, with the re- revelations from this week, I could actually see Khan trying to play that up. I don't know. I kind of feel like it might be even more Vince, you know, trying to sully her name because it's a, well, you can't make me step down. Who would take over? I, I don't, I think, I think the whole plan was Vince and Stephanie got together and said, well, okay, Steph, you're going to go away. You're going to take a leave of absence so that you can step back in with quote unquote, even though she's been there from the beginning of this, she can step back in with clean hands. It's possible. Um, I don't know. I feel like Vince would be out for Vinnie Mac only. I and I think that he is. Don't get me wrong. But I think Vince is smart enough to understand that he wasn't going to get through this sitting on the board and in the CEO position. That he had to take that step away while the investigation took place. Once it went public. It could be. So... How else does he control? Because if Nick Khan steps into that role, Vince yeah. doesn't have the control that he has. If it's Stephanie, Vince still has control. And once again, I'm not trying to take away from Stephanie McMahon's ability to run the company. I'm just saying that as long as Vince is there, Vince is there, he's still pulling the strings. Less so if it's Nick Khan yeah. in this role than it is than if it's Stephanie. True. Um, you bring in Triple H, you've reconsolidated the power structure back into the McMahon family at that point. And they're able to, to ride through this. Maybe Vince doesn't come back into the full power that he had. Maybe he doesn't technically ever resume CEO or, or chairman of the board. Yeah. But if you have Triple H there... And after, you know, a couple months after it's decided that Vince isn't coming back, Triple H moves into CEO. Um, Or Nick Khan moves into it. Nick Khan moves into EO. And president becomes CEO and they move Triple H into president president or something like that. Something like that. You you still have that power consolidated in the McMahon family. I don't know. And that's how Vince stays in control, even though he's technically not. Pay no attention to the old man behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I just saw this. Um, apparently this week, uh, Dave Hebner, uh, former WWE wrestler, yeah. or former WWE referee, and now Tim White, also former WWE referee, uh, have both passed. Just saw the Tim White thing uh, was posted about 30 minutes ago. So, yeah, you know, Godspeed um, to them and their families. Yeah. Uh, Dave is a uh, notorious referee, Earl Hebner's twin brother. Yep. Um, Dave never quite had the no- notoriety that Earl had because Earl was involved in the screw job. Yes. And Earl was a long time head referee for WWE. Yeah. But um, Dave is prolific in his own right as far as refereeing goes. And it's a it's a sad loss for the rest wrestling world. Yeah, and, and then, then now Tim White. Tim White was just recently involved with the uh, the A and E show, um, 
WWE's most valuable mm-hmm. treasures or something like that. The one where they went around and uh, tried to to recover these artifacts of wrestling history uh, to put in what was originally thought to be possibly a physical Hall of Fame that was going to be put together. Um, no telling if that's still a plan, if it was ever really a plan. Well, I mean, they've been talking about doing a physical Hall of Fame forever. They talked about it then. They talked about it now. They've talked about it forever, and yeah. it's never going to come together. It doesn't seem like it will. <laughs> I don't know if there's there's anywhere else for us to, to talk about. Uh, don't treat your employees like, like crap. Sex objects? And sex objects. That's not cool. Uh, don't drink and drive. Uh, if you're struggling with addiction, there's lots and lots of resources out there. Um, there there are tons of resources uh places that you can call uh different rehab options. Not all rehab options are these like, you know, $100,000 uh, weekend getaway things, you know. Yeah, are, there's normal ones too. There is the uh Sam HSA National Hotline or Helpline for Addiction for Substance Abuse and that's 1-800-662-4357. Um, if any of our friends are listening to this and you find yourself out and about and you've drank and you need a ride, if you have my number, call me same here day or night. Uh, you have my number, you have me on Facebook, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Give, just hit me up. I will groggily get out of bed, throw some water on my face to wake myself up and I will come pick you up and get you safely home. Yep. Um, there's, there's absolutely no reason this day and age to drink and drive. There are too many options. Yeah. There are too many between Uber and standard taxis. Because, I mean, with Uber now, you can... There used to be... I, I, this is going to sound really bad the way I'm about to mm-hmm. say this, but drunk driving back 20, 30, 40 years ago, there were some areas that you would go... You would get hammered at the bar, and it was too far away for a cab company. Mm -hmm. You really didn't have many options. You know, you had a friend that could come pick you up, maybe. Are you risk it, right? And and I'm not saying by any means risk it. That ain't that time anymore. You know, we just talked about it with Vince. This isn't the 90s. This isn't the 80s. You have a computer in your pocket. Yep. Pick it up. There is an Uber app. There's a Lyft app. There are any number of options available for you to make a phone call. Amen. And have somebody be there in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Granted, you may pay a little bit of money for it. But... I guarantee you, no matter how expensive your Uber is, it is cheaper than the legal fees required to fight a DUI. Yep. So, call an Uber. 
Call yeah. a lift. Call a friend. If you wake me up at 4.30 in the morning, I'm probably not going to be happy, but I am going to come get you drunk ass and take you home. Yeah. And, and I'll be happy that you chose to make the right decision. Yes. And call somebody. Exactly. So, if you're a friend of ours, give us a call, hit us up. We will we'll definitely come come get you. Um, if you're somebody who's just listening to the show, reach out to your friends. Find out which one of your friends will come pick you up. Mm-hmm. So have have that plan in place of who do I need to call. And this is coming from the guys that have whiskey in the title of our show. All Absolutely. Right? So drink responsibly. Do we have anything else? I can't really think about too much more. Um, guys, we will course keep you up to date as we find out more about any and all of this. Uh, we are going to reach out to some of our friends who have legal backgrounds to maybe do a dive into some of the legal legalities of all of this. And we'll look at both. We'll look at Jeff Hardy's situation. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll look at the Vince McMahon situation. Of course, Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon, he's the juicier of the two. Yeah. At this point, I think all of us just knew Jeff was going to fall at some point. Jeff was going to fall off the wagon. That That's... That's addiction. Unfortunately, that is addiction. That is how this works. Um, He was going to fall off the wagon. Yeah. Now, I was hoping that maybe with the, the change of scenery into AEW, being back with his brother, you know, all of that kind of stuff, maybe... We wouldn't see, like, the DUI. We wouldn't see that kind of stuff. Uh, sure, we might still see hear about the addiction. We might hear about him getting drunk and making a fool of himself at a bar or something like that. But I was really hoping we weren't going to run across the the driving while intoxicated type stuff again. Yeah. That's a, that's a letdown. A big one. Um, you know, especially, it, especially growing up watching, uh, you know, the Team Extreme. Yeah, right? I mean... It, I would say that I was a fan of I was a big fan of Jeff, of Jeff and it is increasingly harder to remain a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not Jeff's first go in looking bad. You right. go back and you look at TNA and when he went to the ring, yeah, completely uh, just zonked out of his mind. out of his mind, and Sting had to physically hold him down. Yes, early in the match, just to do a one two three yeah, like before he injured himself or Sting. In. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was pretty rough. So, but anyway, anyways, uh, I think that's everything for today. We will see y'all next week. Hopefully, we have a a less um, eventful week in wrestling. Yeah, we do or, need to. We do need to shout out McNarb Gaming, of course. Yeah. Um. For, for where we record this. Thank you, Greg, for letting us have the recording space. Uh, come in, see what they got going on. There's always something happening over there, except mm-hmm. on Mondays when they're closed. Um, but board games, miniatures games, dice games, card games, uh, tabletop D&D style games, paints, fit miniatures, basically you name it. If it's game nerd related, it's probably over there. Um, or if it's something that's coming out, something new and exciting, like there was some new uh, Star Wars Legion stuff that just yep. came out. Um, 
You've got free you RPG order day. It. Have it come in. Yeah, twenty fifth of this month is free RPG day. There'll be little uh, little brochure pamphlet style one shot campaigns that'll be available for free. Mm-hmm. Come over, grab one, bring your part, bring your group, have a seat at the ta- one of the tables, and and play through that campaign. You know, yeah, in a in a setting surrounded by other nerds doing the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, then once you have fun with that, once you do that, head, head on over, over to uh, Big Dog Liquor here in Gautier. Get yourself something to drink. Drink responsibly. responsibly. <laughs> Do it responsibly. Wait till you get home to, to crack that bottle open and pour yourself something. Yeah, don't be the uh, guy that pours out half the Sprite in the parking lot and pours the vodka in it. You know? Yeah, don't be that guy. But head on over to Big Dog Liquor. Get yourself something to drink. They've got great deals going on over there. They've got military discounts, senior discounts. Do you like wine? He's got tons of wine. Do you like whiskey? He's got a whole wall of whiskey, vodka, gin, all of that. You have there in at Big Dog Liquor. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. Uh, he won't give you a discount, but just no. tell him we sent yeah, you. Yeah, tell him what we're trying to get him. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you won't get a discount at McNard, but tell them we sent you McNard too. Mm-hmm. Let him spread the word. Uh, once you've uh, done that, give our friends a uh, listen over at Travelers on the Omnibus. They have uh, a, a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Uh, so give them a listen. They've got some great episodes out there where they break down their favorite board games and list their favorite board games. They have uh, an episode out there where they incorrectly list the top five video games. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's one out there where they talk about um, their favorite albums. Mm-hmm. So it's not ju- they're not just gaming related. They no. are, you know. It, it Really, it is nerd, nerd. and pop culture. Um, while you so. listen to them, you'll notice a voice on there, uh, Jody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his own podcast uh, called Fearology, where he talks about the impact of horror movies and genre movies on him and what he's liked, what uh, recommendations of movies to watch, and the history of certain things. And then uh, check out our friends uh, over at Silence Your Cell Phones. Jared and Kevin, mm-hmm. did I get their names right? I got yep. their names right. I did better than the Travelers do sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, no, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They go through all kinds of movies and bingeable TV. So if you uh, if that's something you're into, give them a listen. Even if you're not into it, give them a listen. You might just like hearing the viewpoints of others. They also have a weekly live stream, I believe Wednesday nights, on YouTube. So check that out and give them a listen. Now that and- we're through everything... Now that we're through all of our plugs, we we've talked about the 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 shit show that was wrestling this week. Yep. I guess come back and check with us next week and see what new horrors have uh, have evolved in this uh, uh, sport that we love. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Drink responsible.